I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alineos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Lineals Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. We are sadly dry. We this, are this day. dry as a freaky skeleton today because it's Halloween. It's, yeah. I actually did. I was driving through town earlier. I saw someone with, with two of those giant 12-foot skeletons in their front yard. Wow. It was fucking terrifying. It was awesome. That's cool. Those are, that's, a lot of, that's a big commitment. It is. That's that's a big swing. You know what? If I had those, I would never take them down. Yeah. It's <laughs> just a permanent part of my yard decor now. Yeah. There's people here who have been, they, pretty well-made, like, huge spider webs with gigantic spiders, like, handmade stuff here mm-hmm. in their yard. It's, like, it's pretty cool. I'm glad there's people yeah. who are, who do that stuff because I am, first of all, I don't, I don't have a house. I can't really put things in the yard, but mm-hmm. um, to have that dedication is, is very, very cool. I think if it was me, uh, I would take it and have him inside, actually. I would put the skeleton, like, like, lurked, like hunkered over a door looking down at you as you enter or something. Or, like, from the ceiling, like, hanging from the ceiling, like, spread eagle. Yeah. For me, I would want, I always say that if I did a Halloween decoration, I would want it to be fucking terrifying. Oh, like, yeah. I would want you to see it and think you're, like, going to get your throat slit by it. And you're going to run away in the other direction as fast as you possibly can and never look back. I That's just want my yard wild. littered, littered with syringes, just uh, pyramid heads out there for some reason, just stalking yeah. around. Yeah, I would, I would like hire a real guy who would stand out there with a knife and like threaten to murder you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, if you're gonna do it, go all in, right? Yeah, because I once asked a, I once asked a friend in college because he wasn't super into Halloween. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, like what. Because we, we were going to a haunted house. And he's like, these things don't normally scare me. I'm like, what would scare you? He's like, I don't know, somebody stabbing me? <laughs> so now, from now on, I'm always like, well, if someone were to stab you, that would be scary. So that must be a good decoration. I had this conversation with a person today, actually, uh, about horror movies. And I was just like, I like my horror movies to be about a ghost or a giant monster or a, a mutant or something and not a serial killer or whatever, because I, I don't want to deal with the real-life horror, right? I, I, there's enough of that in the real world already. I don't need to see any of that. Show me something that's not real. Show me something that's, that's that I can be like, oh, yeah, it's just like on the screen. That's that's fine. I don't want to see... I kind of get that. The, yeah, you, you understand. Like, Yeah. I mean, some of our most famous horror icons are basically just serial killers, like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. I think... Um, no, 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 those are different. Michael Myers is different because he is a, clearly some kind of supernatural force. I don't care what anybody says. Sure. Sure, he is. Uh, J- Jason incarnate. is absolutely right. Um, yeah, I, Jason's I, I a zombie. So, um, well, they are still. That's why. That's why Freddy Krueger came along and was like, "Oh, you mm. guys are just killing people. Guess what? I'm invading their mind." 
Friends. Okay? I'm doing the scariest thing. Remember how the first Friday the 13th movie doesn't have a supernatural element? It's just the the guy's mom is killing people? Yep. That's pretty wild. Isn't it crazy? Because, like, you could never do that today. You could never try and be like, oh, we're going to, like, do a cool horror movie. Of course, they didn't start Friday the 13th being a huge franchise. But, like, Mm -hmm. it had the trappings of all that. And then it just, like... Because that's that's one of the biggest pieces of horror trivia ever is oh in the first movie it's just it's just Jason Voorhees' mom. There's actually nothing crazy about it. She's just upset that her son was uh, killed by ne- or let die by neglectful uh, teenagers. So I'm gonna mm. kill him. But yeah, these days you couldn't be like okay we're starting a, a slasher franchise, but the first movie isn't gonna have the slasher at all. Actually, he's gonna show up later. You just couldn't do it. Well, that's the thing. They weren't starting franchises back then. They were just making horror movies with no idea they turned into fucking franchises. Yeah, eventually they'd be in space. Jason would be in space <laughs> killing people. No one had that yeah, idea. No one knew. They, they were just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Like, they, they didn't... They never crossed their mind to make yeah. it into a fucking... There was no MCU mythos building or whatever. It was just, we're making a fucking movie. Sure, cool. Yeah. Like, have you seen the Halloween movies after Halloween 3? They yes, are they are the most insane, stupid bullshit in the world. You're like, oh, what? Who thought of this? Why is this the direction we're going? Yeah. And Halloween 3 is pretty wild, too, with the fact that it was like, actually, was it witches pretending to be aliens or aliens pretending to be witches? Oh my, I haven't seen it in so long. I remember that movie absolutely ruling... Yeah. And not being about Michael Myers at all, which is the most interesting. Why I say post three because three is just its own movie. They just slap the Halloween title onto, yeah. Um, and it's dope, and I love it. I need to it's rewatch like, that one. Oh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street three is kind of the same, or is it two? Two or is Freddy? the one where um, it wasn't even really supposed to be a Jason uh, uh, a Freddy movie. They right. just had a horror movie. Ah, like, oh, we'll just put this character on it but then it kind of helped make the other movies that were actually really good and part of the Mm -hmm. the actual story which is great right because three was dream warrior which fucking rules which is great yes yeah and all the way up to new nightmare they're uh very fun movies yeah yeah i saw something earlier i was reading about halloween that was pretty funny to me was that uh um John Carpenter has said that people try to interpret Halloween as being like a puritanical film about the dangers of having sex or whatever when you're a teenager. And he was like, no, that's not really the point of the movie. Like, Lori is just more aware because she doesn't have a partner to distract her from things that are happening around her. And also, he's like, the movie kind of like has this big scene where he breaks into a closet and she's stabbing him, thrusting wildly up with this pointed, you know, penis-shaped object. And she's taking out her sexual frustration. And he's like... You don't understand what I'm trying to say here with the movie. It's, I guess, he didn't like that interpretation of the, of the film. Yeah. John Carpenter doesn't like a lot of things, and I agree with him. Yeah. There's a great quote where they were like, oh, people are like starting to remake some of your movies. Do you like that? He was, His quote was amazing. It was just like, I like it when they pay me. I think <laughs> if they don't pay me, I don't like it. And then he ends it by saying, I'm an old man. Give me money. Just, everybody should pay me. <laughs> Yeah, just no matter what, if you're a person who's alive, you should be paying John Carpenter money. I'm an old man. There you go. I have to feed my Xbox addiction. (laughs) Man, John Carpenter just rules. I know. We don't even. People keep asking, like, will he ever make him another movie? I'm like, I don't even think we deserve a John Carpenter movie at this point. Just let him, let him chill. 
You know, I would like those John Carpenter score to a movie. My my only wish list for John Carpenter another movie. This is the only thing that I think should happen is if Wyatt Russell knocks on his dad's door and says, "Hey, Dad, let's get your old buddy John and let's make a fucking romp horror movie." I would love that. That would be amazing. Um, or another escape movie with those two. Yeah, bring bring I'd back Snake Plitzkin. Pliskin. Yes. Pliskin. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, one of those things where it's just like, he's one of the greats. Can't, you can't touch him. You know, he, he does his, he does his own thing and he's not, he's apparently, as far as I can tell, not some kind of like crazy asshole in his old age. He stayed cool. So yeah, he just likes to smoke weed and play Xbox. He gave the most positive review anyone did to Fallout 76. He was like, it was crazy. He was like, oh yeah, the game has a million problems, but I love it. It's great. Yeah. Like, okay. Good for you, John. Hey, sometimes that's how it feels, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I guess today's Halloween. It's the, it the is. spooky day. It's the spooky um, day. What did you do for Halloween, sir? Did you do anything for to mark the occasion? I worked all day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty scary. Capitals are pretty scary. All people, um and that is it. I would probably I'll probably watch horror movie after this. Don't know which one yet, but that's pretty much all I can do. I had COVID last week. I'm not sure if you guys mm. if you guys even made an episode. I have no idea. We did not. Um yeah, I had COVID last week, so I'm still in my um my because like now when you get COVID they're like you quarantine for like four or five days, you wear a mask for five more. Um my wife got it as well, so we're still in our Fourteen slash mast phase, so yeah, mostly just watching movies whenever we can. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. How about you? Anything spooky? Uh, I mean, I spent that weekend kind of watching horror movies, and I was thinking tonight I might watch one as well. I don't know what I'll watch yet. I'll probably just get on like uh, Shutter or something and see what looks interesting out there. Maybe I'll watch one of the classics again. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I keep thinking about watching the thing. Oh, the thing is a good choice. It's one of the best. It really best. is. Yep, yeah, that's that's one of those movies that just like I I can't think of anyone who would dislike it or why you would dislike it. It's just such a good movie. Which is funny because when it came out, it was hated by critics mm-hmm. and audiences. It was much like a bunch of great movies, like The Shining is another example of a movie that like I watch that movie now. And I'm like, how spoiled were people in 1980 to where they felt The Shining was a bad movie? Right. Like, if that movie came out today, basically unchanged, except for maybe when they say the N-word, um, everything else unchanged, we would be like, this is a revelation of a horror movie. This is the best thing we've ever seen. But apparently in the 80s, people were just real stuck up for some reason. I actually found out recently that the, the opposite problem kind of happened for Night of Living Dead when it came out because it came out a month before the MPAA put the rating system into existence. So, like, you could watch it in any theater at any time. So, children were seeing it and, and like, matinee showings on, like, Saturday. And it caused a national fucking uproar because before Night of Living Dead, movies generally took place overseas. They had rubber mask mo- horror movies. They weren't particularly scary. And today, a lot of folks who watch Night of the Living Dead say that's not scary at all. That's, that's goofy to me now. That's true. The t- times have changed. Things have moved on. Things were different back then. That was high-octane horror back then. Yeah. And people couldn't handle it, apparently. I mean, actually, people used to, like, to be scared by radio shows. They used to, like, <laughs> uh, they used to be scared by just Orson Welles talking, which, I mean, I, I, I 
don't really mm. disagree with them. Um, that's funny. And have, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been scared by something when you were a child, and then you, or maybe a little older, and then you see it like 10, 20 years later, and you're like, wait a minute, that's stupid. Why was I ever scared of that? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That happened to me. My biggest example of that is the old It miniseries. Mm-hmm. You remember, I was terrified of It and of Tim Curry's portrayal of Pennywise. Mm. I put that thing on a couple of years ago. It is so boring, and it is not scary at all. I'm like, why yeah. was I scared of this? I, I, I'm going to disagree with you and say that some some scenes are still very creepy. The, the I was like, yeah, it's scene, creepy. Like, yeah. It's creepy for sure. Yeah, but it's not what it was when you were a kid uh, at all. Yeah. And the the new the new it movies are, are yeah definitely scarier in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do miss I, I, as much as I do like the new it movies, or at least the first one, the second one's a little weird. I, I miss Tim, I miss the Tim Curry style Pennywise. I, yeah. I did like that. I miss Tim Curry in general, just being more per- pervasive in culture. Yeah, I think for me the thing that that, that uh, when I was a kid I saw it and it's scary, but doesn't anymore is actually um, Jurassic Park, which was terrifying when I was a child. The, the oh, I see that for sure. That scene in the kitchen with Velociraptors, that shit scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. I um, mean, even when the fucking T-Rex comes down and fucking starts destroying stuff, that's, that's pretty scary oh, for a kid. That whole scene where they're out in the rain and the thing is out there, no, fucking no, that shit was scary as a kid. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, I think it's a really cool scene to watch, but it doesn't scare me anymore. Or like, uh, sure. I mean, you know, there's just there's stuff like that. I mean, when you were a kid, you know, you used to watch that show. Um, Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark. Kid horror is not really a thing anymore, right? No. We, we talked about this. Yeah, we got rid of kid horror, which kind of yeah. sucks. Maybe, hey, actually, let me say this. Maybe we didn't, but I mm. I'm pretty sure we did because I don't I don't hear anything about it anymore. I don't see any cool examples of it. I know there's. We've kind of replaced that. Now there's just kind of like family style Halloween movies, like comedies on Netflix and stuff. Yeah. But there's not a lot of stuff like Are You Afraid of the Dark or uh, uh, Goosebumps or yep. any of those old like scary stories tell in the dark. Like, yeah, scary stories tell in the dark. Anthology horror shows for kids. Like, yep. I actually feel like there was more horror on television for kids than adults for a long time. Yeah, for a long time you probably. didn't see a lot of actual horror on TV. That kind of became became bigger in the past like ten, twelve years. I think horror is harder to do on TV. Um, than I'd say so. I think I think that there's people who've kind of cracked the code. I think Mike Flanagan has a good mm. handle on what it takes to make a scary TV show. I think The Haunting of Hill House is maybe the best thing Netflix has ever made. Um, like outside of maybe like BoJack Horseman and American Vandal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it's really, it shows you kind of like, you can do horror on television, but you have to have a distinct take on it. You can't, yeah. you, you can't do like the Conjuring style horror on television. Like that, those movies work for a reason. So. Yeah, my thought is that mostly horror is a short form thing. You know, like yeah. you're, you can push it to maybe two and a half hours of The Shining or God, that fucking second it movie being like three hours long. That was so ridiculous. And I don't think that that movie, I think it kind of didn't work at a certain point. Um, yeah. Whenever I rewatch it, I just watch the first part, honestly. Yeah. Care about but yeah, you, you, I think horror is a short duration type thing. You can do build and suspense and like trying, 
maintain it and I might find like you said Haunting of Hill House I think totally works yeah but that's hard to do I don't see it I don't see it being done easily I guess is my thing and I think that might be the reason that the or one of the couple of reasons that the comedy and horror pipeline is so strong because they both strive on brevity they both strive they both you know delve in social commentary a lot like you want because the thing about a comedy is you're like what makes people laugh Okay, mm-hmm. you write that down. For horror, what makes people scared? Okay, write that shit down. Like right. with other genres, you don't really do that. Like in a dr- for if you're writing a drama, you don't say, "Oh, what is dramatic?" You just mm-hmm. think you just kind of talk about, "Oh, this is a story I want to tell." But those are the two where it's like, if you're not scaring people and you're not making them laugh, then you're not really making anything in those two right. genres. Um, yeah. So. But yeah, short social commentary, and yeah, I, th- I think that's and that's it's happened with. Jordan Peele, it's happening with guys like Zach Kreger on Barbarian, which we both watched recently. And it's really hard to talk about that movie without spoiling anything, but I'll just say we both really enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> it was a really fucking good movie. Barbarian is great. It's my favorite kind of movies because it takes big fucking swings and yes. it hits them, I think. It hits them. I, I like movies that take swings and miss as well. This one doesn't miss. It's just great. It just, I just loved it. Yeah. Great movie. And also, uh, an example of a horror movie that also is fucking hilarious at times. Some some yes. truly, truly funny scenes in the middle of this movie that are just great. They're really, really ah, man. It's hard. It's hard. Like, I don't want to even. Spo- I don't want to say anything because it's just a yeah, spoiler yeah. to even say. Yeah, you will. There are parts of this movie you will laugh your ass off at. That's just how it is. It's on HBO Max now, which means it's yep. also in other places. If that's where you want to get your movies, so watch it. It's so good. You know, I think I said something else we've lost uh, as time has gone on. We've lost, uh, we've lost kid sketch comedy. Remember all that? All that. Uh, the Amanda show. Yep. Mm-hmm. There were there were a few of those things. I mean, without them, we without those shows, we would not have Keenan Thompson. Yeah. We would not have. I would say we we wouldn't have Kel Mitchell, but we don't. We never really had. We had him for the Keenan and Kel stuff, and then after mm-hmm. that, he kind of just fell off. But he was great in Keenan and Kel. So, yes. um, we wouldn't have had Good Burger, one of the great greatest ones of all Good time. <laughs> um, and they did a kid horror. They did two heads are better than none. So they yep. did both. I miss actually. I fucking miss the fucking time when you would watch a Nickelodeon show and they were mm-hmm. all shot in like that huge Nickelodeon campus that had that globe outside. And the yeah. theme songs would go and show you this globe. They'd have actual slime. It was like. They were like doing old Hollywood, but for mm-hmm. kids in this lot, which I'm sure some terrible things happened. We'll put that aside for a second. It was really fun to like go home every day. I'd be like, oh, they're all, all my shows. They're kind of in the same place. And they have this like mm-hmm. weird Nickelodeon continuity. You don't have that anymore. Now everything's fucking shot on fucking phones in every fucking apartments now. And that's it. That's what everything's done. Oh, I feel so old. Yeah, it's. I don't remember this about the good old days. Is the thing that you, get, that you do as you get older. But I mean, it does feel like we've lost something. Things have become more hollow. Which I'm sure, twenty years ago, folks were saying the same thing about the fucking studio system or whatever being gone. How that's a terrible loss for for all of us. Yeah. 
Although I do actually think that we, we lost something along the way when it comes to filmmaking because we're talking about these old horror movies. You used to just make weird, random shit on a shoestring budget and like people would make it work, you know? Like, like think about like Hellraiser was just like, like Clive Barker's made that fucking movie, you know? Uh, and it's, it's not a, a, a high budget, you know, film or anything. And you couldn't make it today. There's no way. They, they remade it recently. It was, I didn't watch it. Don't care to. You can't remake Hellraiser. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I would say that horror hasn't lost that, but they, but it's definitely um, not making it to theaters as much as it was before. Mm. Now, a lot of the cool shoestring horror stuff is on stuff like Shutter, or I mean, any streaming service has AMC Plus has quite a bunch of those smaller horror movies. So they're, I'd say, horror is one of the genres where you actually can still get a start with with like very very little money. Um, but it's very low chance you're going to get played in, in theaters until you make several of those shoestring movies on streaming services. Hey Seth, you ever seen a movie where every shot in the film is a, is a Dutch angle? Hmm. Maybe like a Kenneth Branagh movie. I watched, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched some clips of a movie called Maximum Force from the nineties, a terrible action movie yeah. where literally Every goddamn shot is a Dutch angle for no fucking reason at all. They made it into a video game as well. I, I would not even be surprised to learn that. And what if the whole video game was <laughs> a Dutch angle oh my POV? God. That would actually be brilliant for the 90s. Uh, but yeah, it is a truly wild, stupid fucking film. This is amazing. They don't have those anymore. Those don't exist anymore. This is at the time when every movie was shot in like, or every action movie that wasn't a big studio production was shot in the same warehouse. Yep. Where there was like just a bunch of like sawdust in the air that you used to light the whole thing. Yeah. That was, that was a a mood for real. I gotta find it again. There's a movie that Jean-Claude Van Damme starred in, which is just Die Hard at a hockey rink. And it has Powers Booth as the villain of the movie. And I watched it on like a stream one day, kind of like half watching it. And it was amazing. It was so fucking stupid and silly. I'll never be more jealous of a person choosing a name in Powers Booth. Oh, man. Isn't it great? Uh, is it called Sudden Death? It might be. I mean, I, I don't even remember the title. I just literally tuned in halfway in. Yep. It, it's that one. Okay. Sudden Death. There you go. Gonna rewatch that because that was a lot of fun. Hey, the cl- critics are split. It's got a straight up 50% on Rotten Tomato. So it can go either way. That's how you know it's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, um, I guess if we're talking about movies we watched recently, I'm going to throw out a recommendation for Deadstream on Shudder. Deadstream. Um, good horror comedy. Did really call, remind me of an of, of a, of a early Sam Raimi. Uh, in terms of of hitting that perfect balance between between uh, funny and, and horror, um, physical props, great costuming, loved watching that. That was cool, and it, it uses one of my favorite conceits in uh, horror movies. I won't talk about because it will spoil too much. But it was really fun to watch this how, how a certain thing happens in the movie. So I, I liked it a lot. Also, if you ever want to see a guy do a pitch perfect impression of the worst fucking youtube streamer type motherfuckers that's the movie to watch for you because the dude nails it for sure yeah so check out deadstream if you're if you have shutter i recommend shutter shutter is great yeah i gotta get on shutter everything i hear from them is so cool i watched vhs 94 and i didn't enjoy it but (coughs) i did hear good things about vhs 99 so i guess i'll try that 
Which one's newer? 99. Oh, okay. I thought that 94 was the newest one. Okay. And then next year, they're going to have VHS 85. Wow. Cool. It must, be doing, it must be doing good, I guess, or the budgets are so low they can afford to keep making them. Yeah. Hey. I, I do love a, a nice little anthology. Yeah. There's the Guillermo del Toro one that I haven't checked out yet that I've, uh, I'm hoping is good. There's got some cool directors in there. Mm-hmm. Anthology horror is always one of my favorite things, both in writing and in, in uh, video form. Yeah, because it goes back to the thing about brevity. It's pretty, it's, if you can get in and get out, you don't have to, there's a, there's a certain, like, time, I'd, I'd say most horror movies, like, once you get past the 90 minute mark, you are, you know, you're, you got a lot to prove, which is, yeah. isn't a problem, a lot of movies do, Barbarians over 90 minutes, it's very good, movies like The Shining are almost three hours long, and they're very good, mm-hmm. so it's possible, but, you know, you can only keep that, that the, the momentum of a horror movie is very, very important, it's hard to keep it up. I'll give you an hour 45. I'll give you an hour 45, hour 45 these days. Because they, now movies want to have more character development and, and, and more plotting, which if you go back and watch like Halloween, there's not a lot of character development outside of some conversations that Laurie Strode has to have. Tell me about it. There is almost zero character development. And you watch Halloween 2018 and every motherfucker in that movie is... Well, the first, first motherfucker you meet has a podcast. You got to hear about that shit. <laughs> And then fucking everybody out ever since there is one there's one fucking actor who's in Halloween 2018. I'm sure he is a very very kind person in real life. I've seen mm-hmm. him in two or three things, and every time I see him, I want to absolutely punch the fuck out of him. And him, anytime he talks in that movie, I get so so mad. Which guy is it? Which which character? Uh, let me see. He's one of the dudes who has sex with some girl. So I hope that helps. Wait, which movie is this? Halloween 2018. Oh, oh is he the, one, the 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 bad boyfriend or the or, or the other boyfriend that's an idiot who gets killed by Jason? Because only one gets killed by Jay or not Jason, Michael. Uh, yes, Dave, the one that gets killed by Dave. Dave. Yeah, I, I cannot question. stand looking at that guy. I have a question for you. So you're younger than I am, so sure. I, I'm curious. In in 2018, you would have been what 23 years old or so. In 2018, which well, was four years ago, four years ago, I would have been 23. Yes. Exactly. Okay, you're 23 years old. So you're closer to these teenagers than I would have been at the time. Sure. Yeah. In that movie, he shows up to the house and get with a tattoo on his arm, and she says, "You're get, you're gonna get dry fucked tonight." What is dry fucking? Is it just humping? Is that what kids call humping today? I I, I guess so. I actually have, and you reminded me of that, and I have no idea. That didn't, um, that didn't become the only thing in your mind when you saw that scene? Like, what is she talking no. about right now? Don't they, what did they dress up as in that movie for the Halloween party? I can't remember. Don't they dress up as some old ass shit that kids wouldn't know about? That was, that you're, t- you're thinking of the other couple who dress up as Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, yes, yes. That did bother These me. These two don't get dressed up. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, but they gender reverse it, so he's Bonnie and yeah, she's yeah, Clyde yeah. or whatever. But dry they, 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 No, I'm. That one fell out of my brain, I guess. I'm assuming. Right. Maybe it means. Maybe it just means banging. Maybe they just had to come up with a new mm. word for it. Or you're going to have sex. I don't know. 
it's so funny to go back and watch the movies though, because in the original Halloween, there's like a very goofy sex scene in that movie. Remember that go- the goofy ass sex scene with the two the, the, the kids in the bed? Yeah, yeah, upstairs? yeah. It's super silly and stupid. But in the new one, thirty fucking years later, and the best you can get is two teens humping on a fucking couch. Yeah, you can't get you can't get a, even a hint of an actual sex scene in that movie. Wow. It's weird how times have changed. Yeah, it's it, it actually is. Somebody pointed this out. I can't remember who it was. Some somebody else watching it on YouTube. He pointed out that like there's a time a long time ago when every movie people were driving. It was like a crazy green screen in the background. They're just like doing you know fucking putting their arms in there and talking. Didn't really matter. It's a movie. Who gives a fuck? And then. You know, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, we kind of, like, there's movies that have, are more naturalistic. There's actually a camera in a car. They're actually moving, or at least a vehicle is moving on a stretch. It might not be the, the people driving. And then now we've gotten back to a point where a lot of the big action movies, like in Fast and Furious, Marvel, all this shit, they do basically the same thing they used to do. It's basically a fake background in a fake car on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, kind of back to where we started, and it still kind of and now it honestly looks worse because at this mm. point it should look better than it does right so it's just weird and i'm like what didn't we stop doing that for a reason didn't we want to make it more naturalistic for a reason i don't know yeah i feel that i feel that it, it just feels like technical stuff and and social mores have have not gone where you think it would go it's just like really weird snapshots in, in time to go back and look at stuff yeah I know. I saw an interview recently with um, Park Chan Wook, who is, I mean, maybe one of the best working directors we have right now. He made movies like Old Boy and The Handmaiden, and I mean, he's just thirst. He made some just absolutely incredible movies. Um, a Korean director, and his movies are very are characterized by their um, willingness to show you know sex, to show violence, um, and not have to be characterized by that. I mean, he just shows them as part of, part of the story. Um, mm. They're usually very well executed, but his newest movie, Decision to Leave, which I have not seen yet, and I really, really want to, um, he said openly in an interview that he doesn't think that his movies are going to get taken seriously by an international audience until he removes the sex and the violence. So this movie, he had, he did a lot less sex and a lot less violence because he just because a lot of times, his, like especially in America, you see what America did with Old Boy. They mm. saw the movie, they went and turned it into a fucking stupid ass abomination. And he's like, well, I guess they just don't get my stuff, so I have, I have to change to fit them. And I'm like, I'm sure Decision to Leave is still a good movie, and I do really want to watch it. But I just feel so bad for the guy that he thinks that's like what he has to do to, to fit in with, um, with the popular directors of the world. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm, off the top of my head, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, that's his whole that's goddamn true. thing, you know? Like, that's true. That's weird. I don't, I saw recently, there was this movie that came out, oh God, Oh God! What was its name? It was it was it was about the it was it was a, it was a, like a fake biopic about the woman who's a conductor for an orchestra. Tar. What was that? Tar. Did you see that terrible review someone wrote of it in like the New York Times or some shit? I have not, but I want to see that movie so bad. The person was like, "I was so mad at this movie because why did it have to be? Do you? I, I don't know if you care about what what goes on in the movie or not, but I mean, I mean, I, I'm gonna see it, but I'm not gonna. You know, I'm sure you're not gonna spoil everything here. They're like, she, she does sexual assaults, right, in the movie. I don't, sure, yeah. I don't know. I don't heard of it more. 
that she's like she's a bad person, she's a villain, and the and the and the person in the in the review was like, why couldn't it have been a story about a woman who overcomes barriers and and breaks barriers and becomes a great good conductor of the orchestra? Why would yeah. that not a better bit a better movie? Yeah, why can't Jurassic Park be about mermaids? Like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? The f- what, what kind of complaint is that from a professional critic? That is insane. Yeah, I, I was like, so you wanted to watch a different movie? Yeah, you just wish this movie was something that it wasn't. I'm sorry. Right. You can not like a movie. Don't be like, oh, this movie should be different. To put it more like what you said, Jurassic Park, about a movie where nothing goes wrong. The park goes on, everything happens, and everyone's yep, great. Everyone just looks at dinosaurs. Credits yeah. roll. What a fucking fantastic film that would be to go see in the theater. Yeah, great movie. Love it. I was like, why are our critics turned into like babies now? Why, I mean, what's going on? I don't know. Whenever, after I saw that... Let me reiterate this. Professional critic who gets paid money to review movies on live television. When he said that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness should have been rated R, I lost it. I was like, you are, you've, you've, you've lost the thread, my man. Go watch a rated R movie, please. For real, what, what should warrant an R rating for that movie? I don't, yeah. I can't think of a single thing. Nothing. Really? It's, it's clearly a person who is a child and has not seen an adult movie in a long time. I, I just hate this idea like now like our, our movies have to teach us like the correct moral lessons about the world. I'm like, they don't need to. You're an adult. Figure it out. Yeah, I want any of these little babies to go watch A Clockwork Orange. They'll, <laughs> they will die 10 minutes into that movie. I would say, you know what you should go watch? Go watch Come and See. Go, you go put your ass in a seat and go watch Come and See and see what happens to you. Yeah. They, they would die. <laughs> they, would, they would die, Seth. They would be like, this is, they're like, what is this movie rated? Oh my <laughs> God. Can you believe the stuff they're doing in this movie? I wish it was or about, have, I wish it was about people overcoming an, ad, an adversary <laughs> and winning a war. Right. Or have them just go watch some shit like, like, like Stalker. Like, what are you going like, to What's your take on Stalker, my friend? I want to yeah. know, for real. Or 2001 A Space Odyssey. Just these classics of cinema you should have seen yeah. that should have taught you things you probably yeah, like didn't understand. Seventh Seal. Ingmar, go watch an Ingmar Bergman movie. And like, yes. Just understand that this, the, the language of cinema is much more important and much, much uh, on a higher level than you're thinking right now, buddy. Like I had to go verify this that I was not getting punked by this article. I cannot I cannot believe that a professional critic would say this about a movie. You know? Yeah. It's it's like watching Whiplash and thinking to yourself, well, what if he didn't fuck up? Why what if he it, What if he was nice though? Right. Like what if the teacher like helped him become a better drummer mm-hmm. by being nice? Yeah. Wouldn't that have been good? It's like, well, maybe that'd be maybe you can make a good movie that way, but that's not what this movie is. Exactly. I was choosing to not understand a movie. <laughs> so that really that really got me uh, hardcore. I just couldn't believe that. I mean, we've all watched movies and thought like, oh, it'd be better. maybe I would like it better if it was this way. But it's not that way. Mar- it's Marlowe Stanfield. You want it to be one way. It's the other way. It's the other way. And Man. sometimes the other way is better. Yeah. And sometimes the guy who wrote that line went the other other way. <laughs> and now he's bad. So yes. it's like... You never know where you're going to end up. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. I guess we should talk about politics a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot. Politics. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to round up a couple things here. Brazil had an election. Uh, they're 
last president who's had COVID 300 times lost. Yes. And now they have to ask politely for him to not be in office anymore. Because yeah. he is, uh, like all the big right wing parties now, they just do this thing where when they lose, they just refuse to accept reality. Mm-hmm. And they just won't leave. Well, actually, today it came out that he has decided he he is not going to contest the election. However, he is not going to hand over the presidential seal to the new guy. He wants to have his vice president do it instead while he leaves the country. I'm starting my own Brazil. <laughs> Which is just the most, this is the most baby ass shit I can imagine, yeah. right? I think Trump also didn't go to Biden's inauguration, which was totally expected of him. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, too. So funny. Did you see that uh, the, the UK has a new prime minister? Uh, n- no. How long is this one going to last? His name is Rishi Sunak. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's apparently an, a, 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 like almost a billionaire or some shit uh, outside of his po- political stuff. Wow. Um, and already things are starting to fall apart because he's just putting, again, just the most absolute goon motherfuckers in office. And so we'll see what happens. Um... There was really funny though that the Labour Party in the UK is so goddamn fucking useless that some lady tweeted she was a, 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 an elected official for the for the Labour Party. She was like, "Rishi Sunak is not a win for Asian representation in our government because he's a fucking millionaire. He doesn't represent anybody but the rich." They, they made her delete that tweet. They made her take it down. Wow, cowards! Cowardice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Seth, you know what? It's time to unseal. The, the take, the take, the take Is the box, it? pull the tape off of it, oh, unscrew no. the lid, unlock it, solve mm. the lament configuration. Let that uh, sadly receding hairline jump out at us in all its glory. Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, motherfucker finally did it. Went ahead and bought Twitter. Yes, and my uh, protest of deleting the app. I deleted it when it first announced he was buying the company. Uh, seems to be working because he's being an old <laughs> piss baby about taking over Twitter, and it's almost—it's weird because it almost seems like it's the first job he's ever had. Like, mm. He doesn't even understand. Like he keeps tweeting stuff like, "Oh, they sent me this welcome to the company email." Isn't that crazy? I'm like, everybody gets a welcome. That's just how companies work. They automate you an email. He's like, "Isn't this crazy? They're sending me an email." I'm like. No, that's not crazy at all. What are you on about? Did you see his um, little stunt at their headquarters? Which one? Where he walked in with a sink. <laughs> okay, I didn't hear about this. And the joke was, let that sink in. So he's the guy from Silicon Valley. Yeah. He's Gavin Belson. He's bringing on live elephants to make stupid points. It was the saddest shit in the world because it just proves, no matter how fucking much money you have... You can't buy your way to being funny. You can't. You cannot buy funny. And Elon Musk will die a cold death knowing that he was never funny. And there are guys who have one one trillionth of his amount of money who can make better jokes than him. And yes, he'll he'll just have to die knowing that. That's just how it is. He's not funny. There's a guy in Bangkok who has negative money to his name, but hangs out at a corner store all day, and he tells jokes that fucking are knee slappers. Everyone's loving yeah, this dude. Exactly. You um, can't buy that. And as a... I will say, as a software developer, there is one thing that Elon Musk did that is 
the funniest thing in the world to me, which is where he decided. So basically, the whole reason Elon bought Twitter is because he has this idea that there's something wrong with Twitter. That, mm-hmm. that Twitter isn't the way that it is because we all helped it get there. He thinks that there, something else has gone wrong. The t- people at Twitter broke it somehow. He still has never really described what he means by broken besides bot accounts, which how the fuck do you fix that, dumbass? Um, but so he was like, I want to bring in the best Tesla engineers into Twitter and let them review all the code and they'll tell me what's wrong because obviously I trust the Tesla engineers. And the result of this was Tesla engineers saying, we don't know how to build a social network so we don't know what's wrong. We don't know what you want us to tell you. Like Mm. we build software for electronic vehicles. We have no idea what is going on on a social networking platform. So we can look at this for a thousand years and we'll never figure anything out. And it was just the funniest thing ever. He was just like, oh, I, I know what I, I know. I got these guys I trust. And they'll figure out the problem. And what what would it take? Like a day, an hour maybe to figure out everything that's wrong? It's like, I don't, I still have no idea what he really thinks the problem with Twitter is and why he thinks he needs to fix it. Did you hear he made them print out the code? Yes, I did hear On this. paper? Yeah, which is insane. The man has no idea how computers work, I guess. Um, also, did you hear about the, 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 the uh, verify the counts feature? How it's going to be changing pretty soon. No. It's going to cost you money every month to maintain your verified account. Of course. Um, Revenue. And he apparently told the Twitter engineers to have this feature ready by November 7th or get fired. Wow. Because that's how that works, right? You just say a deadline or you'll get fired and you get results. That's how it works, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I mean, I understand that everyone needs a job and you can't just up and quit, but man, I feel, I just wish that all the Twitter engineers would just be like, well, fuck you, we're out. We'll, we'll, we'll quit. Well, all the executives quit. Um, all, all the people who were in charge of all the departments have quit and left. Yeah. And they, it's fine. They, he, he Basically, they all got bought out. They got big fucking fat, because he bought Twitter for way more than it was worth. And yeah. they got big fat payoffs. And then he also, he, he dissolved the board of directors and now he is the sole, uh, the sole person in charge of Twitter. Um, I think also they said the content and moderation people are gone. So that's just now Nazis are posting shit constantly and just saying whatever they want with no, no, no repercussions. Uh, cool. You know, good times. Freedom of speech, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, Um, and that's his whole thing. It's like, Oh, the freedom of speech is broken. I'm like, what? They ban a couple of people and you think freedom of speech is the problem. Really? That's just, I, I still have not gotten a solid answer on what he thinks is the actual problem and what he wants to do with Twitter. But I don't use the fucking website anymore, so fuck him and fuck Twitter and fuck social media and fuck everything. I'm so so tired of seeing everything about Elon Musk these days. So I have a question for you about someone who's not Elon Musk, Seth, and that's Kanye West. Kanye West. We have... We've been holding this one in. Mm. Um... And as a, uh, I'll say this as a person who, up until recently, was a Kanye. I'm not gonna say supporter, like his all his bullshit he does, but I was a a, a Kanye enjoyer. Um, mm. And there were some, and I'm gonna put a big bold on there, some actions of his that I was willing to chalk up to him having obvious mental health issues, stemming from like his mm. mother dying and all this. But at this point, I don't fuck with Kanye West anymore. I think he's completely lost the thread. Um, I don't think he's taking 
any steps to actually solve any of his mental health issues, and I don't really think he wants to, and is starting... He he is kind of lit a match that is starting a weird um, anti-Semitic uh, fire amongst... I'm not going to say black people, but at least black celebrities. Um, whereas yeah. uh, even Kyrie Irving, a uh, point guard for the um, Brooklyn Nets, has just started posting absolutely insane shit on the internet. He's always been an insane guy who does not want to play basketball at all. Um, but now he's like posting straight up documentaries where if you watch them for even a couple of minutes, they're like fabric fabricated quotes from Adolf Hitler that are supposed to be like positive. And they're like calling black people like the jewels of, um, of the, of a God that America stole from us. I mean, actual insane shit that, the, the, the funniest part is there's no way he even watched the documentary. He just saw he just saw a title and was like, "Well, this is gonna support my point. Let me just tweet this out." Um, and he keeps claiming he's like read. He's like, "Oh, I've read a lot of books uh, with, to supplement all these views." He hasn't. I'll, I'll be surprised if Kyrie has read any book not named The Alchemist. Um, and yeah, it's really weird and concerning what's going on. And to actually to back it up for a sec, people don't know. I mean, Kanye West has been completely unstable for a long time, but recently he started saying a lot of crazy stuff and got banned from Twitter for saying that he was going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jewish community when he woke up. Which was he just, said it as DEFCON. Yeah, he, he did. Well, yes, he did say DEFCON uh, because he's not a smart man. He also um, got the number wrong. It's, it should be one. It's one is the yeah. highest. Well, maybe he was saying, to be fair, what if he was saying, I'm not going to go that hard? Come on. You know what? You got a point there, so. Yeah, what if he's, I'm not going to go one. Damn. I'm going to go three um, or five, whatever he said. Um, And obviously that was met with some uh, contention from all people. And Mm -hmm. now, but it has started this insane chain reaction where people are like, oh, well, Kanye West said um, this about Jewish people. And now he gets banned from everything and loses all these contracts. But he says stuff about other people before. and He didn't have this. It's because Jewish people run the world. I'm like. Oh my God, are you this dense? He has not said, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on any other group of people before. I mean, and specifically like people who've been persecuted for religious reasons for a long time. It is insane to me that people are just like, well, actually, this is, this is actually proving his point that Jewish people run the world. And I'm like, you're crazy. You're actually crazy. Yeah, I, I just don't even know how I how to process this whole situation. Um, obviously, he's he's not well. We all y'all know this. Yeah, it's um, and I, Seth, I just this is the craziest side that I have to ask you because uh, this is just incidental to the whole situation. Does Pete Davidson have a ten inch penis? Supposedly, yes. Somewhere in that ballpark. I was just wondering because there's apparently he went crazy asking uh, people to help him because his wife was fucking a white boy with ten inch penis, uh, which was which was Pete Davidson. Yes. Um, that man lives inside the brain to some people, uh, and they can't shake it. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, it's weird. It apparently is a, a factor in Kanye going insane. I don't think he he's was. Jewish though, is he? I don't think Pete Davidson. I don't think is no. Jewish. I don't think Pete Davidson is Jewish. Okay. I don't know what race Pete Davidson is. Uh, That's a great question. Of, I think he's just, he's probably just a regular white guy. He just looks weird. I, 
Something about him to me says Slav. I think it's the head shape and the butthole eyes. I think if you Google the me. word Slav, he's what comes up just because he just, <laughs> just you just kind of think that when you see him. Is there a picture of him in a tracksuit? Because they'd love that. There's, um, I mean, there has to be. <laughs> but yeah, Kanye West losing his goddamn mind and going and just absolutely going insane and turning into an anti-Semitic like conspiracy theorist is just so fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like what a strange turn for him to take. Like the, the and he's Trump like stuff was weird. Hanging out with like Tucker Carlson now, and I'm like, why? Yes. Can we not make Tucker Carlson think he's cool? Can we just right. please not do that one thing? Because I don't want Tucker Carlson thinking he's cool. Because he's he's literally the lamest person. Yeah. Like I even think Ben Shapiro has more of an edge to him than Tucker Carlson. Like yeah. that is how lame I think that guy is. So let's not make, let's not gas him up, please. He's so boring. Yeah, he's like hanging out with like Candace Owens and shit, which I remember a couple of years ago, she tried that whole Blexit thing, you know, black people exiting the Democratic Party and try to get Kanye on board. And he, yeah. he, he embarrassed her and walked it back in public. And now he's apparently going back to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, weird. I just, it's, it's crazy. It's a real, like I'm saying, it's very, very concerning. I know, I mean, once again, obviously I'm a white man who, with, no real following or anything like that. So I'm not, I'm obviously not saying that I think this is starting some huge wave within the black community, but there are some very prominent people who are black who are making a lot of claims. And it's not the first time this, I mean, with Kyrie Irving, it's not the first time this has even happened in the NBA with mm -hmm. Steven Jackson. And there's a bunch of people who are well-documented anti-Semites. Like if, mm -hmm. if they're not truly anti-Semites, they have said anti-Semitic stuff, whether they know it or not. Um, so it's it's a little concerning, and I don't really know, I don't really know what happened there. I don't, I don't. Here's the thing. I'm not close enough to either of those communities to really know. I guess I would not call this like I think he's call, he's causing anything amongst black people or celebrities. He's causing it amongst just everybody, like because he's got that's he's true. Already got the anti-Semites on his side. The, the Nazis are already there, and they're feeling empowered and emboldened to speak louder. Because someone so popular as him is also parroting this shit too. So he's activating it across all types of people, and it's fucked up to see, you know? Because you got That's regular ass white dudes who listen to rap who are now being like, what about the Jewish question? Like, let's talk about this. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? First of all, there, is no, there is no Jewish question. Don't even say it doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Right. You're crazy. I mean, even someone, even someone that is close to us, I will say this, recently said to me, um, he's, he was like, yeah, it's true, Jews run Hollywood. Uh, but his point then was, but why? What does it matter? It doesn't matter. I, guess it's an, I guess that's a somewhat okay take on it. Because he was like, who cares that Jewish people own all these things? And I'm like, I, that's not the worst thing that someone could say about it, I guess. I mean, sure. I guess that... that I don't have a I don't have a comment there, but I guess that's better than being like, oh, they own it all, and I hate them for it. And right? I think that they're a scourge on this on the world. That would be uh, a bad thing. So I'm glad they didn't say that. It's just one of those things. It's, I don't know. People just got it in their heads where it's okay. It's okay to start th saying these things again now for some reason, and I just feel like it's like it's a consequence of people not having a material analysis of the world around them. They're resorting to shit like this. And I will say this, by the way, I, I will say this. Um, it doesn't matter how low Kanye West sinks. His music still rules. 
um, or did at least in the past. I think that he fell off after uh, after my beautiful dark dark, dark twisted fantasy. Um, that was my, that was my last album of him, where I was like, man, all bangers, no problems on this album, all good. Yeah. After that, Life of Pablo and stuff, I didn't really care for too much. Um, I think maybe he's gone downhill in terms of music since then. Um, so I don't really care to defend him today for anything. But like in the past, bad people have made great stuff, you know, and you got to deal with that sometimes. Yeah, that's the that's how that's how it, and it's like. I don't know. It's really weird because people, there's the whole art, like argument of like separating the artist from the art, mm. which I don't necessarily agree with in a lot of cases. I think that like for somebody like Bill Cosby, who I was never a huge mm. Bill Cosby fan in the first place, but like, let's say I was, it's harder to separate him from it because what we found out was that he was doing all this stuff while he was like America's number one dad or whatever. Mm. That, that's when it was happening. For somebody like Kanye West, even though I, it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth, I can't really listen to his music that, that much anymore. The only reason I could is because I'm like, this guy's gone through a radical mental shift. I don't think the same person who wrote the stuff on College Dropout was the same person who's talking today. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think those two guys would even get along with each other if they met each other. Um, but yeah, it just, ra- it just raises that question in your head of like... Whenever, whenever a new person is like either outed as a sex pest or a racist, you know, anti-Semite, all this stuff, it's like, how do you look back on that work? You know, it's it, it's it's weird because I don't I don't really have a way to reconcile it. Like I have a, a constant, I love the show Seinfeld. I watch it literally every single night, and I understand that two out of the four main cast members did some pretty fucked up shit for a long time, and. I just, I just have to sit, I just have to sit there and be like, well, I don't. It doesn't affect my enjoyment of the show, so I have to just fucking. And one of those, and Jerry Seinfeld was doing it while he was making the show, so I can't even be like, oh, this was after. I understand this. These are things I understand, mm-hmm. but I just, I'm not. I just, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to stop watching Seinfeld because of it. Right. Just, and it's just how it is. Like for me, I think of like Kevin Sorbo, who is a crazy right winger now who makes insane low budget, terrible films about, you know, the world ending because of Antifa yeah, or something. God shit. and stuff. Yeah. Hercules still fucking ruled. That show was great when I was a kid. I have fond memories watching Hercules every fucking week. That and Xena were fucking great television shows. I'm not going to let this dude, he had a stroke and it changed his brain. Apparently I'm not going to let that take away my enjoyment of Hercules. I think it was a great show. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, I'm just not gonna not gonna change that. I mean, you can't change what happened in the past. I do. I think that in some cases, yeah, it's a radical personality shift, and in some cases, it's a person revealing who they really are. Like Tim Allen was always Tim Allen. He never fucking changed. We all watched Home Improvement. We all watched Galaxy Quest. We all watched Toy fucking Story. the Santa Claus, Toy Story. I mean, he, those movies were all great. They're bangers still. And I mean, it just but he was always that guy, you know. And we just didn't know until recently. That's who he yeah. is. And. It's hard, like you said, but here's the thing. Here's, here's the easy thing, folks. If you're worried about this, you don't have to give these people money. You, you probably already own the things of theirs that you liked, and if you don't, just pirate it. Just steal that shit. Yeah. Who's going to stop you? That's a very good point. And, yeah. It's just it's something, I, it's something I think about a whole lot. I'm just like, you know, because I don't, I don't truly believe, like, I don't, I don't agree with the phrase separate the artist from the art because I don't really think that's possible i think that like all art is inherently political all art is inherently about what a person who makes it is thinking and feeling Mm -hmm. um 
Like in the case of Kanye, I do think there's, he's changed a little bit. But like we said, we've listed a lot of people who were like that always, you know, maybe didn't necessarily change and just were bad, but made stuff that you like. And yeah, it's just, it's just something that I like, I like to think about. I don't, I don't normally just make blanket statements like, oh, I'm never going to watch Toy Story again because of Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. But I do think about it all the time. Any, anytime I watch Seinfeld, I just think, I'm like, wow, this is, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of feelings going on whenever you, whenever you watch it. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, I like those movies by, uh, oh, God. He made Bone Tomahawk. JC, or not JC, Chance or, um, He's a ger- yeah, like a German type name, doesn't he? Name like Hold on. a Z or something. It does have a Z. Zoller, Craig Zoller. Zoller, Craig Zoller. Those movies are great. He is a piece of shit who votes and believes some pretty terrible things, but those movies are good. So, I mean, I don't know what you mean. I'm gonna say I, I, I gotta give a man credit where it's due. I would endorse the other parts of his life. Yeah, he's one of the. He's actually one of the very few like completely openly conservative um filmmakers who actually makes good movies yeah because he just understands how to make good movies unlike a lot of them um another good example i'm not sure how outwardly conservative he is or if he has as many dangerous views but david lynch is a good example of a guy who is apparently a conservative who makes really really great movies that's bizarre to me that is truly a wild thing that you just said let me see if I get some sources on this. I've always heard him listed as um Are you trolling me conservative right now? filmmaker. I will cut this out. I gotta know. David Lynch is not a Trump supporter, but he's never been a Democrat, so deal with it. He is apparently a conservative. Um, the conservative heart of a radical. I mean, you ain't gotta be a fucking uh Democrat. Uh, to not be an asshole. That's that's fine. That's weird. I, I would never have believed this. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think he is as outwardly weird about it as uh, people like Zoller. Um, but yeah, it is. It is okay, it says right, it says right here. Here's the quote. Uh, he could go down with one of the greatest pre- presidents of in history because he's disrupted so, this thing so much. I agree, David Lynch. He did about things a lot. And yes. for some people in negative ways, for some people in positive ways, I think he did weaken the American empire. So that's okay. Uh, he's a mixed bag, for sure. It says right here he was a supporter of Reagan. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Imagine he's a, uh, Ronald Reagan watching, like, Blue Velvet, and they're like, this guy really, really likes you, by the way. Okay, he supported Bernie Sanders in 2016 and voted for Gary Johnson. Wow. This man man is all over the place. This man ain't got no politics. His political views are a David Lynch movie. Uh, Yeah. Mm -mm. Nah, nah. David Lynch, head empty, no thoughts. I think David David Lynch is just apolitical, but while also voting. (laughs) Right, yeah. This man, he don't know what he's doing. You know what? I'm going to throw it out. Doesn't matter anymore. David Lynch is not on the spectrum of politics at all. He is beyond it. He's transcended yeah, it. He is. He's figured something out the rest of us haven't. Yeah. Don't even worry about this man. I'm not going to count him. It's just Zoller for right now. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll table that one. That's funny. Oh, man. All right. So you ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah, sure. So let's um, talk about what we've been doing. 
I'll start. I have been in the video game world. I've been playing No Man's Sky again. I went Ooh. back to that game. Um, it's still really fun. I think that you know it's one of the great success stories of turning a game around, and uh, it's got that it's got that gameplay loop that I'm pretty I'm a pretty big fan of. Of you know, go out, collect resources, build shit, do quests, do other shit. You know, you don't really have to do like do one thing or the other and you just kind of do whatever you want. It's a great game to fucking put podcasts on. Earlier I was had a Twitch stream on. And I was just, because, you know, you have to, like, go into turbo mode to get to a plant, planet fast. I just took the whole slow ride to a planet and just watched a Twitch stream the entire time. It was fun. Nice. Good. Um, reading Gideon the Ninth. I finally made some significant progress in the book. I'm like, I think my Kindle said I'm, like, 25% done with that book. Okay. Um, it's, it's good. Um, I still find the world building a little dense, not, not necessarily dense, but like, I think I am like too normal of a person to understand some of the world building. I've had to actually call Smith and ask him to explain things to me because I just straight up, I read them 10 times and did not understand it. Um, but it is very, very funny. Um, been watching the Midnight Club, new Mike Flanagan show on Netflix, which is good. We discussed some of the horror movies I've watched recently. So that's all that. And that's all for me. Um, I guess for me, in terms of video games, I've been playing uh, Dead Link, which is a really cool... That's great. I played a little bit of that. It's great. Take on like Doom 2016 in terms of how the, the shooting and the movement works, which is pretty nice. <clears throat> I've been consider- I, I want to play Victoria 3, but I don't, I don't have 600 hours right now to, to lose in a video game. So I can't do Victoria 3 just yet. But I, I've been watching a lot of stuff. I'm reading a lot of stuff. I'm very excited to, to get in this game at some point. Um... I think that other than that, I um, been I've been reading Harrow the Ninth, um, so I'm one book ahead of Seth on this. I've been I've been rereading it. I read it once before. It is still one of the most infuriating books of all time, but on purpose, which is very nice. It pay, pays off in the end for why it makes you angry. So I'm I'm good with that. And uh, other than that, you know, I've been watching anime still. Gundam, Witch from Mercury, and Chainsaw Man are still killing it. Uh, Spy X Family's back. That's uh, getting English dub now. That's cool. Um, playing a lot of Magic the Gathering, having fun doing that, and just, you know, preparing, I've, I'm wrapping up a, a, a campaign of Lancer, and I'm going to start a campaign of Pathfinder 2nd Edition pretty soon, so that'll, that'll be yeah. on, the, on the docket. So yeah, that's been me, man. We good? Nice. Thanks so. Alright, well, this has been the Illenials Podcast. I am Smith, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the things that I write about movies, television, video games, and indistinct-chatter.io. Um, our art is done by Marcus Barkley, who's usually here but is not. Our theme song is done by Ben Powell. Um, he's been on our movie review episodes, and he streams on Twitch at the Ben Powell. Um, still playing through some of the. Um, from software games he's not live right now but he is normally live on like weekdays okay um we uh, uh you can leave a horse water but you can't make him un- make him get under it fuck elon musk <laughs> and Kanye west and Kyrie irving we have stopped trying to solve our problems we're trying to outlive them and for new orleans or new york that's the lineal podcast baby we're out out